0: It's May the 1st, Friday evening, uh, May Day. Uh, thank God spring has sprung and we're heading into summer and I have such a a great anticipation in my spirit for that which God is doing in our midst and that which God is going to do. Again, let me just amplify uh, my sentiments towards you as a member of Island Church or somebody considering coming and visiting. Uh, Come back to church. It's time for us to get our lives back, to get our momentum back and to do that which God has called us to do. We're living in an incredible day, incredible hour and as I began this little uh, series of teaching, I believe that we're on the precipice of one of the greatest awakenings uh, that the church has ever experienced and that the world has ever experienced. It's harvest time. I don't believe there's going to uh, be something that's going to dry out for years and years. I believe that God's doing a quick work and that he's going to cut it short in righteousness and we're going to see the rapture of the church, and the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yesterday, we began talking about Uh, uh, the revival, the, uh, the awakening of God. We looked at Cornelius in Acts chapter 10. The Bible says he was a devout man, one that feared God with all of his house, which gave much alms to the people, prayed to God always, and God used him for a catalyst a catalyst of an awakening that began in his home in which the Gentile world received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. You can read Acts chapter 10 and see that. Uh, thank God that happened because that is what brought us into the move of God. Uh, we also uh, begin to look at the, the different... Uh, uh, character traits in his life. Now, he was devout. He feared God. Now, that's where we left off last night about his fear of God. And in Acts, excuse me, in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verse uh, it's there in verse uh, 30. It's, uh, this is, let me read this scripture as my jumping off place this evening. It says, But of him are we in Christ, who of God has made unto us wisdom and righteousness, sanctification and redemption. So last night as we ended our exhortation and teaching, we begin to talk about the doctrine of sanctification and how um, uh, the early part of the 20th century, uh, you know, the 1880s uh, and actually back to the 1860s, 70s, 80s, 90s, uh, revivals begin to uh, spring up and awakenings begin to spring up. We described uh, revivals as, some, as something that went on in the church and affected the people of the church. Awakenings affected the entire areas, So we taught you could go study the, the Welch revival, the New Hebrides revivals, other revivals that have taken place, uh, great outpourings of the Spirit, great awakenings that had taken place, and it was amazing uh, what God did. I know in one particular, the Welsh revival, uh, that that the power of God moved so strongly in the area, not just in the church, but in the area, that men could not raise uh, their glasses of alcohol to their mouths to drink, and over half of the bars and pubs were shut down as God moved mightily, and men were convicted of their sins and brought into the kingdom of God. Well, we know the new birth, uh, which is the Spirit of God abiding on the inside. And what the new birth does is it initiates a process of sanctification in our lives, which leads to holiness. Now, let me just say this. There's been many uh, comments being made about uh, the judgment of God Let let me do it like this. The wage of sin, the judgment of God, and the wrath of God. Uh, Some people believe that what's going on is a result of the wage of sin. Uh, Some people believe it's the judgment of God upon the earth and upon America. And some people believe it's the wrath of God. Well, I've got good news for you. It's not the wrath of God. And it is not the judgment of God because of the dispensation in which we live. There could be some elements of that judgment beginning to cross over and to cross what I call cross dispensationalism that 's a whole big you know word that we can maybe study sometimes, which means literally as one dispensation comes to a close and another begins to come that things from each of those dispensations cross over. We saw that uh, uh, mightily demonstrated in the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ he healed he healed a, a centurion servant uh, that centurion had no covenant with God he healed The Syrophoenician woman, uh, she had no covenant with God. He ministered to a a Samaritan woman. Uh, They were cut off from Israel and from the uh, the Levitical way of living in that day and hour. But Jesus still loved them, had compassion on them, and did miracles for them. I believe we're seeing some of that today. But surely we're seeing the hand of God uh, coming into the affairs of men in a sovereign way. And we're part of that. And I believe this great awakening is going to have to come out of a reawakening in the church. Or let me say it like this, a reviving in the church of sanctification and holiness. Listen, our society is so awash in filth and unrighteousness that we've literally become jaded to it. Uh, much in my own life, if I, as I've been studying this, I've been looking, and I'm not involved in anything unholy or unrighteous. I believe that I walk in a great deal of sanctification in my life. But there are still things that, 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 that come you know, in, on my television set, I hear on the radio, things that I observe in society, and things that we are as a nation that testify to a reduction of sanctification that begins in the church and has literally come gone throughout America. Let's just stay with America because that's the nation in which we live. In this nation, uh, this nation has turned to a great deal of what I call selfishness. Much of the American dream is uh, based in selfishness. Uh, you know, people gather all they can. Uh, they hold it to themselves. Uh, they don't care really uh, what their neighbor has. Uh, you say, well, pastor, you know, during this time, it looks like everybody loves everybody. Never, don't, Don't be fooled by that. Don't be fooled by that. There are people, I saw a statistic the other day that people... Uh, 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 for lack of a better term, you have to forgive me for my old street language, but uh, snitching or ratting on their neighbors is it an, an alarming rate. I mean, people will do some little something, and the neighbors call the police on them. Uh, something in a store will have neighbors will call the police. It's just amazing what's going on, and that's based in fear and in selfishness. And a lot of that selfishness got into the church in a lot of the prosperity teaching, where people would put uh, their own needs above the needs of others. Listen, we're Christians. Uh, we're bought by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we are called by God. Uh, listen to not put our needs above the needs of others, but to put the needs of others above our needs. That's where sacrifice comes in, which is part of sanctification. That's where a, a letting go of your own ego and ambition to produce for yourself—that where that that goes out the window—and you begin to use your talents and ability to produce things for the kingdom and for the expansion of the kingdom of God. That's what it says in Matthew six thirty-three. And if we will go back. To To a sanctification doctrine, when it comes to our salvation, it's going to cause the spiritual doctrine of the baptism of the Holy Ghost and all the ability of the Holy Ghost to explode. So we've got to rid ourselves of selfishness. We've got to rid ourselves of the filth of our own nation. The pornography... The lifestyles that 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 are now openly accepted, and if you in any way reject those lifestyles, then you're made out to be a villain. You're made out to be some type of uh, of uh, you know of uncaring uh, uh, individual that doesn't tolerate uh, uh, that in which other people should be able to do by freedom. Listen, it's ridiculous how some people live their lives. Uh, The homosexual, the lesbian communities, that is an unnatural lifestyle. And there is no way on this planet that God approves of any of that whatsoever, especially the marrying of the sexes together. A man marrying a man or a woman marrying a woman. Now listen, let me say this. This might give you a, a little hunger to go study some things. Go study those major prophets of Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Daniel, all of these different... Look at what was going on, especially Jeremiah and Lamentations. Go ahead and look at what was going on in Israel in those days before all the destruction came upon Israel, before they were led away into captivity, captivity into Babylon. Much of what we're seeing in the United States today is what's going on or what was going on way back then in ancient times. The great selfishness, the perverse lifestyle, uh, the sexuality. Listen, sexuality in this nation is so perverted. Now, you know, uh, 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 men and women, young men, young women living as virgins until they're married. That's laughed at. That's scoffed at. Now, anybody who would reject uh, the right of of homosexuality to uh, be in existence or lesbianism to be, you would be scoffed at, laughed at you may be you might be even brought into court as being someone that uh, is a part of a you know that's a hate crime against humanity let me just say this we do not hate anyone of an alternative lifestyle. We do not hate anyone, uh, transgender, uh, lesbian, homosexual. We do not hate those people. Actually, we love them more than they love themselves because we're willing to pray for them and believe God that they will find Christ, come out of that lifestyle, and enter into a true sanctification in their own life. Uh, uh, the, uh, The altar that we've sacrificed our children upon. You say, what do you mean altar? Uh, The altar, uh, altar of Baal is what it was in Israel, that they would actually burn their children up in a selfish way in order to try and obtain some type of demonic power. We have had over 62 million abortions in this nation. Listen, that's not sanctification. That's murder is what that is. And today, now listen, today, you can even abort a child as that child is born. I can think of nothing more heinous. I can think of nothing uh, more wrong to to violate the most innocent among us like that that's directly related to what was going on in Israel and and I could list four or five other things it's directly the same thing but the last one is most interesting because I listened to some some, uh, statistics on it Uh, remember when Elijah challenged the prophets of Baal and when the prophets of Baal were trying to uh, uh, were trying to summon the power of their demon god which never showed up our god showed up what they did is they cut themselves cut themselves cut themselves Uh, they say statistically especially among teenagers and young adults that piercing themselves and cutting themselves has become a great phenomenon in which literally millions of young people are in that because they cannot bear the pain of what they're going through in life. They take knives, they take razor blades, they cut their wrists, they cut their arms. I saw a guy the other day and I thought to myself, wonder what kind of accident uh, did he have? And then it dawned on me, that man has been abusing and cutting. Just a young man, probably 25, 26 years old, cutting himself, cutting himself because the pain of his life was so much he had to do something else to try to counter that. Listen, it's time for a people to rise up in holiness. It's time for a people to rise up in sanctification. The Bible says of Cornelius, he feared God. Listen, there should be things we do not allow to come into our eyes because we fear God. There should be lifestyles and ways of doing things that we should stay away from because we fear God. And in so doing that, we allow that sanctification to begin to rise up in us. We we rid ourselves of that selfish mindset. We rid ourselves of all the sexual filth that's in this society. We rid ourselves of the pain and the hurt that that lifestyle produces. And we sanctify ourselves and we live holy. You say, how can we do that? Jesus is our sanctification. We love you. God bless you. We'll pick this up on Monday night. This is very interesting and I guarantee you, you'll get something out of it that will help your walk with the Lord. God bless you.